Hello and welcome to the Splitting Hairs Podcast, presented by Jack Rabbit Films. In today's episode, Matt, Tyler, and Chad give us a preview of the 2022 Jack Rabbit Films. Here's Matt. We are back tonight for our defensive preview. Uh, apologies for being two minutes late. We had some technical difficulties. We're That's still in preseason mode here. Have to hit go live twice, and I only <laughs> hit the first one. <laughs> so, so with you tonight, we have Kyle, who's joining us fresh off of vacation from Nashville. Kyle, how are you doing? Lovely. Two weeks away, I'm I'm geeked up and ready to go. All right, and back for a second week in a row, we have Chad. Chad, how how are you tonight? Well, I guess I'm not on my A game, even though I'm with the A team. <laughs> okay, okay. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, there we got it out of the way. It's done. I'm not going to laugh anymore. <laughs> so I am coming off a week of my county fair, um, Swift County Fair, Swift County, Minnesota, one of the best county fairs in uh, West Central part of the state. Uh, big five days of fun. So I want to know, fellas, what is your favorite fair food? Your favorite fair food? It's a great um, question. It is a Chad, great question. You take her away first because we don't have as many fairs out here in the Dallas Fort Worth urban metroplex. I mean, if beer is food, then it's beer, right? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Fried and beer. Followed by bacon. You know, hey, true story. I once won a year's worth of bacon at the Minnesota State Fair. And no way. Yeah, you didn't know that? No, I thought I everybody knew that. Yeah, I, I wore my I beer bacon shirt and they chose me. Anyway. They're like, hey, we'll send you your bacon. Do you want it in quarterly installments or do you want it in like all at once? And I'm like, well, how much bacon is it? And they're like, 52 pounds. And I was like, you do realize that's not a year's worth. <laughs> that's like three or four months in our house. And that's all it was. It was excellent bacon. And I didn't want to complain, but uh, I said, send it all. And they're like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I got a freezer, man. Let's go. So, nice. I mean, Deep fried bacon, maybe. There you go. Nice. There you go. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to agree with uh, Terry on the funnel cake. I also love uh, cheese the cheese curds because I I think personally, you know, they don't quite have the cheese thing down here in in Texas. They definitely have the meats. It's kind of like Arby's. They definitely have the meats here. Um, got brisket. Got all types of steaks you want and beef. But uh, yeah, that's what I'm going with. All right. Uh, for me, it's the cheese curds. Yep. Uh, paying homage to my parents being from Wisconsin and stuff. So uh, that's delicious. And then I love a good pork chop on a stick too. Mm. It's like one of the healthiest things at the fair. It's eight ounces, you know, or so of just uh, protein and fat. So it's uh, good stuff. Here, I so, thought you were going to say the sunflower seeds. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chad. You're yeah. welcome. Uh, Pre-episode, I shared with Chad that I'm allergic to sunflower, so he's now going to probably try to poison me. Like in the no, definitely not. A little bit here. So, all right. So, thank you all first for all of you guys that uh, you know watched the offensive preview, listened to the offensive preview last week. Uh, you guys are hungry for football too. That is very clear, um, and we cannot wait. We're two weeks away, less than two weeks. So that feels pretty dang cool. Um, you know, we're getting jumping in on the defense here um, and, and and looking back to last season. Chad, do you have those numbers up for the for the team defense from last year? I can. Just give me a second here on that. Yeah. I got to share my screen. Sounds good. Find my mouse. All right. 
apparently clicking the buttons is not my forte today. <laughs> so this would be, you want the overall intercept? Uh, yeah, overall defense. Yep. Yeah. Let's scroll down to that. So, or do you want just the leaders? Cause this is everybody. Oops. Um, so, so I was looking at looking for like team yards, teams points. Do we have, that's on a different screen. That's okay. Yeah. I don't have yep. that. No, that's okay, Jen. So last year, <laughs> Kyle, from what you recall about our defense last year, um, mm -hmm. what what do you remember about the defense last year? What stood out and what were some areas maybe where they fell short, you know, that you recognize? I, I think they're a team that feeds off of big plays, um, particularly takeaways. That's not necessarily a hot take or anything, you know, out of the ordinary. But, um, you know, the first guy's name who popped up there was Dallas Beanham. Obviously, an underclassman last year, rising this year into an upperclassman role. Big shoes to fill. Don Gardner leaving on the outside. You know, four picks and several in playoff games. Um, you know, that bodes well for him uh, springboarding into his upperclassman campaign. Also, Cade Tervier, or we like to call him around around these parts, uh, playoff Cade, um, mm -hmm. had huge plays, takeaways, you know, sacks, picks. Um, yes, picks for a defensive lineman on the chain gang. Um, it, it was incredible. So I think plays like that, um, really big momentum shifters that can help tilt a game, especially when it's close. Um, and uh, even more specifically when it's against good competition and, and uh, you really need a, a, a boost. Yeah. And well, yeah, thank you for segueing into Cade Tavir there uh, because I want to start with the chain gang. You know, yeah. I wrote, I wrote in my preview, the Chain Gang is one of my favorite previews to write every year. I love talking to Coach Smith. Oh, Chad, perfect. So, Chad, why don't you go through some of the numbers of, of you know, yards allowed, points allowed, that kind of stuff. Ready. So let's see here. I got a – my screen keeps messing up here. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Still uh, working out the kinks, folks. Preseason. Yeah. No, you're good. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead without me here. I think I think when you're looking at some of the games that were kind of um, in question or maybe shootouts, I'd like to see our, our point totals uh, decreased a little bit. Now, of course, we lost Bacchus in the SIU game later in the in the game in kind of a pivotal moment and needed some young guys to step up. And um, they definitely racked up some yards. And SIU's got a great offense, so they're going to rack up yards like that. But I think when you look at our overall uh, points allowed, um, we can probably shave it down a little bit. Um, but really overall, not a bad effort, um, especially against some of the some of the teams that came in that were touting pretty good offenses. Sac State being one of them would like to see us close it late. Um, obviously, playoff football is playoff football. You're getting teams best, and they did win the big sky. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's just a lot of ground to cover, particularly against UNI. If we're looking at some of the, the bumps and bruises early, SIU, UNI, UNI got – got way too much of what they wanted in the ground game. Um, and, and then through the air, they capitalized on some good field position. Their kicker made some excellent um, excellent field goals. So, I mean, I think when you're looking at it overall, I would like to see, you know, some young guys step up um, and then, you know, leadership taken on that chain gang, replacing mm -hmm. some several key guys like Thomas Stacker and uh, Tolu, and then, um, you know, seeing what we can do. Uh, as far as getting after the quarterback and really setting the tone. Yep. Yep. So at defensive end, right on the chain gang, you got to talk about Reese Winkleman. That's where you got to start. Um, you know, he has been such a consistent performer for the past three seasons. 
Uh, I'm really happy he decided to come back for the senior year. Uh, just a you know a high effort player. You know assignment sure. He never lets contain out on his end, and he has the ability to get home to the quarterback. Uh, really love how he gets his hand, long arms up, batted balls. You know, friend of the pod, Kurt Lickus, uh, has been clamoring for him to return to the middle linebacker for position on obvious rundowns uh, for the last couple of years. That's where he played in high school. Um, but I don't, I don't know if we're going to see that, Kurt. Uh, you know, opposite him, Cade Trevere and Quentin Hicks. Not sure who's going to win out on that starting battle, but if it's based on any of the past history from Coach Smith, they're both going to see a lot of time uh, in the rotation. What about what do you like about those three, Kyle? Uh, yeah, kind of touched on Cade uh, a little bit, so I'll move on to the other guys. Obviously, Reese Winkleman is going to be huge in a leadership capacity. Um, there's not really any situational football he hasn't seen uh, to this point in his career. Um, and then, you know, we, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the Colonel as well, but I'm sure we'll get to him. Okay, um, I think I think in terms of getting pressure on, on the quarterback and really denting the pocket, I'd like to see Cade really step up. Uh, not, not Cade, sorry, Reese step up from a pass rushing standpoint. He can rush the passer, but I would definitely, uh, tab him more as an edge setter, definitely big in the run game, limiting yards per carry and things uh, of that nature from the offensive, uh, backfield standpoint. And then Quentin Hicks would like to see his, his sack numbers increase this year. He got a lot of good pressures, um, but would like to see him just finish. But I think we all know what he can do and is capable of as we've seen throughout his time in blue and yellow. Mm-hmm. The one thing with Quentin, I'm looking forward to him being fully healthy this year. Correct. His knee injury, and he had some other nicks last year too, uh, really eliminated some of that burst that he plays mm-hmm. with and stuff. And uh, I really think a healthy Quentin Hicks is going to really have a big season. If you look at some of the pictures of the team, uh, he's someone that has really noticeably uh, visually changed. And, you know, that's another credit to Matt Jacobs, We've talked so much about Matt Jacobs and these players transforming. Uh, last week, Tanner Castora from Kelland was on with us, and he said some of the players are visibly uh, really different. <laughs> so, so that's exciting. Uh, one player I'm excited for uh, a little deeper in the rotation is Randy Kay. Uh, you know, he's played his first two years, his freshman year, and then last year, really still learning football. Played only played organized football his junior and senior year of high school, um, immigrant from Africa, and uh, really just kind of a neat story. Um, but someone that just, uh, Coach Smith always calls him the, the guy you want coming off the bus first. So um, he's going to be a freak. Uh, and then, you know, a number of the younger players, Kevin Brenner plays again with that tremendous effort. Um, special teams killer. Special teams killer. Yep. So looking forward to those guys getting some action. Um and now let's shift inside. Chad, you want to talk about some of the defensive tackles? Kick us off there. <laughs> no? The Colonel? No. Chad. I, okay. I mean, all, all I'm thinking about is, yeah, the Colonel's awesome. <laughs> what, what's there to say? Okay. You know, we lose Crockett. I miss that guy. The key for me up front, because I was thinking about the whole front. Sorry. So you really threw me for a loop. I think the key is making sure that Bach doesn't have pressure on him. Yeah. Because he did right. so well last year roaming the field because those guys weren't getting to the second level. And and that starts up front, specifically mm-hmm. the position you're talking about. That That's what I want to see from those guys. Mm-hmm. 
You know, uh, we have to backtrack for one second, Kyle, because we forgot one of your favorite defensive ends, uh, Caden Johnson. Oh, yeah. Uh, another high-motor, high-effort guy at defensive end. He has the ability to shift inside, though, and play the three-tech on, uh, on pass rush situations, too. What do you yeah. like so much about him? Uh, I like his burst right off the line of scrimmage. I think he has a great get-off on the ball. Um, and then it's like one speed, whether it's one speed into his initial pass rush move or it's his transition pass rush. He does a great job of getting full extension into the offensive lineman's breastplate in really driving them like you're taught uh, from a defensive line uh, perspective. And then, like you said before, uh, Matt, you got Randy Kay over there who is very green, so he doesn't know what he doesn't know, but he definitely knows how to use his frame. He's got huge extension. Um, so he can really create separation and get in, uh, get into his pass rush move really quickly. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited about all the promise uh, that he's got behind him. Hopefully, mm-hmm. puts it to, uh, puts it to good use. Yeah. So obviously, the the colonel uh, at defensive tackle is going to be going to be that anchor. Um, we know how big of a pain in the butt he is uh, for opposing offensive linemen. His quick get off, um, his his leverage that he plays with. You know, these big uh, 6'4", 6'5", guards, uh, he just gets under them and, and they don't, don't have a chance. Um, we've seen this now for it feels like forever that he's been wrecking backfields. Um, but next to him, we have some questions, right? Without, without Crockett, without Xavier, without Stacker, um, you know, those guys played a lot of snaps next to Sanders in the past few seasons. So let's look at some candidates who, who may fill that, may fill those shoes. So we have number 98, Ryan Van Marl uh, from Northwest Iowa. Van Marl was someone that was really highly regarded. On signing day, I'll never forget, Iowa was trying to snipe him away uh, to, you know, come come play. You might, we'll figure it out. We'll figure out a spot for you. Um, he stayed committed, so that was pretty cool. Uh, Jared DePriest, three-star recruit out of Illinois, um, super promising uh, tore up his knee a senior year of high school in his first basketball game of his senior year, spent, you know, a good chunk of the next year recovering. And then two transfers, um, from, from kind of different, different, uh, coasts, uh, Brian Williams from Valdosta state in Georgia, D2 power. He was a, a D2 all American down there. And then Grant Conaway, who was, um, a Juco from California, and he was a preseason All-American last year for them, so at Orange Coast College. And if you've watched the last season of Last Chance U, you know a little bit about the California JUCO scene and how that's all separate from the rest of the JUCO football universe. So um, pretty interesting. Those would be the top candidates, I think, to kind of see some reps. Um, Kyle, what do these young pups need to know about stepping into the middle of the defensive line there? Uh, I think you just got to make the most of your limited reps, right? Because you're going to, you're probably not going to see as much extended action as some of the upperclassmen. And then you're going to have situational opportunities, right? If you're a guy who plays the run better than you do the pass, uh, well, then maybe, uh, you know, Coach Smith, he's going to throw you in there in those situations as opposed to um, leaning on you for an extended rep period. Because obviously, when you're talking guys 295 pounds, you know, 265 pounds on the defensive, uh, line range 265 to 295 you know that wears on you when, especially when you're going up against guys like the size of for instance Brian Witzman or uh, Garrett Greenfield you know when you're pushing 300 bills uh, and you're doing that constantly so that that tends to wear on you so their endurance is going to need to be there and whoever it is that that 
Coach Smith rolls in is going to need to be ready to go 100% off the rip. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A couple of players that I think could contribute, you know, with injuries and stuff and potentially challenge for playing time. Otherwise, uh, Max Balloon has shifted inside from his defensive end spot, uh, 6'6", 245. So, um, you know, I, when I talked to Coach Smith, he said he was actually 275 now. And so that's he's put on 30 pounds. <laughs> so 6'6", 275. So, I mean, that's some John Ridgway size there in the middle from Illinois State. So uh, that's that's impressive. Uh, Aaron Wolfkale Holstein has really had a good – Holston has had a good summer, it sounds like. And then Logan Green, freshman again from Florinda, uh, Iowa, someone they're really, really impressed with how he's come in. Uh, Jay Cypher is going to take some time. He's going to get in the college weight room. We know he's a phenomenal athlete. He's he showed it all through his prep career, but he's from a nine-man school, um, and, and he played every sport that they offered. So he's got to you know get some bulk on and get some get in the weight room a little bit. It sounds like so. And mastering ma- mastering all the things uh, that it that comes with preparation at the collegiate level, I think from that position yeah. is the biggest transition, as yep. opposed to let's say a Tucker Craft who also redshirted, but from an offensive perspective, it's like, hey, run a flag route, run a corner, run mm-hmm. a you know tight end choice route. It's it's not quite the same. Mm-hmm. I'd really like to see us be able to keep them guys fresh. We've tried to do that in the past, and it's worked very well for us. You, Kyle, you mm-hmm. kind of touched on that. And I think if we can have some of those guys, the younger guys come in maybe a little situationally to spell, spell the guys that are, that are heavy hitters and that, that could make a big difference. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm really excited for, for these two, for the two transfers, Brian Williams. Um, you know, I, I wrote in the preview that he's uh, built like a brick shit house, Right. And you look at these pictures of him and he just looks like a block. Um, you know, one, one of the other things I've heard for, for guys built like him on the defensive line are like a trash can full of dirt, you know, hard to move off the line of scrimmage and stuff. So really excited for him. Uh, Coach Smith sounded impressed with how he could actually get home to the quarterback, too, for a man his size. So that's kind of exciting pair, pairing him next to Sanders um, along the line. So, yeah. Any last thoughts on the chain gang, fellas? I'm excited to see Brian Williams play as well. I, I want to see what that uh d2 you know powerhouse valdostic does in terms of translating uh gameplay to the missouri valley because as we know both of those are kind of cream cream of the crop institutions south coast state valdosta state um so i think you know there's been a lot of hype but he seems to be one who could back it up and mm-hmm. we have two we have two seasons up with him correct correct yeah that's a, that's a good obviously that's a bonus whenever you can get a, a transfer guy like that um, with that kind of experience, hopefully, you know, a contributor right away, but also an additional season is nice. Yeah. Yep. Well, before we move to uh, the linebackers, we do have to thank our title sponsors. Uh, be remiss if we forgot that. Uh, so Drake's Place and Cottonwood Coffee. I know Dallas was just at Cottonwood Coffee yesterday. Uh, he took his son to Jackrabbit football camp, the youth camp with a bunch of his teammates. And, uh, he said that he stopped at Cottonwood to get some coffee for the ride home, some energy for the ride home, and he tagged us in it. Appreciate that. Please do that for those of you out there. Uh, it's terrific coffee. It's terrific food. Uh, stop in at any of the Brookings locations. Order online if you're not in Brookings or not going to make it there. Um, it really is. You know, Jacob and his team are just phenomenal to work with and uh, great stuff. 
So. And you can pick up Cottonwood Coffee now at select Walmart locations. So we'll uh, we'll have those for you too. Oh. You can now purchase at Walmart and other uh, local stores. So that's good. Dang, I didn't know that. That's yeah, that's cool. big news. He just scaled it up. So wow. shout out to Cottonwood for that. Hey, cool. Congrats, guys. And then, uh, you know, Drake's Place, again, uh, in Baldwell, South Dakota. Uh, people have been loving the food pictures. Uh, they've been leaving uh, comments about what's actually in the food and stuff. So so that's pretty cool. So we're going to get something lined up. And um, I don't know. We we got to get up to Baldwell and experience oh, yeah. this place um, because I, it's, these pictures look incredible. The tailgating, when they've been in Brookings, it's incredible. Um, and just to really appreciate the support and hospitality uh, from the Drake family. So thanks, guys. So linebackers. Kali, you want to lead us off with linebackers here? Absolutely. There, there's another one for you. Um, ding, ding. <laughs> right off the rip. Ding, ding, ding. Um, yeah, I mean, we got to talk about Adam Bach, right? I mean, Chad touched on it earlier. When he can free flow and he's playing fast without hesitation, you know, he's, he's literally just a force to be reckoned with. And, uh, you know, that's through the air or that's, you know, scraping um, and filling gaps. So I'm really excited to see what he does this junior campaign, taking a step, another step forward. Um, you know, he's a tackling machine. He also returned a, a point after attempt for two at Youngstown. I mean, he, he had a pick six in the I want to say in the playoffs against UC Davis. Um, the dude just was a flat out baller. Mm -hmm. um, and so he's continued to take steps. And like Coach Stig says, he's, he's a man of few words and uh, lets, lets his, his play do the talking. That's always exciting because it creates kind of a mystique, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I always like seeing uh, Tucker give him a hard time on Twitter. I think they're roommates, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's a pretty good laugh or two in there. Um, so I'm really excited about him. What, what about you, Matt? What's your take on, on him? Yeah, I mean, it just – Jimmy, when we talk – swears he's the fastest guy in the team and so really? yeah that 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 he's the fastest guy but you know the, you know then i talked to the corner coach and it's uh someone else and i talked to the safety coach and it's one of his guys but uh he said put adam bach on the line and he's putting his money on adam bach so uh that that's pretty cool that he's that fast he's running with receivers and everything um so you know that's it, finishing 11th last year in the buchanan award um I thought was was kind of low, but that gives him motivation. You know, when he's achieved so much in his limited time in Brookings, um, I'm not sure if he's uh, you know it needs that external motivation. But if he does, that's that's sure to be one right there. And uh, I, I just love watching him play. We've been so blessed. We've talked about this before. We've been blessed with this great run of linebackers at SDSU, and um, you know he's just he's just next. So yeah, and the cupboard is far from bare, as you can see. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, they keep replenishing, don't they, Matt? It's like one year after another, we're always like, oh, man, this guy graduated. Who's going to be the next? What are we going to do? Where are we going to go get another linebacker like them? And then they just continue to reload, recruit to reload instead of uh, rebuild, which is really nice when it comes from a guy who played the position like Coach yep. Rogers did. And then yep. we'd be remiss if we didn't you know, touch on it. We'll get to it, I'm sure. But Jesse Bobbitt coming back as a former linebacker himself, and then mm -hmm. contributing as the safeties coach. So yep. a lot of rich tradition there. So if we don't, if we didn't have great linebackers, there'd be a problem. Yep. And so talking with coach Rogers, again, one of the things that he is really emphasizing from his guys is that they have to be able to run. Like if they have, they have to be able to move, they have to be able to run. And I think that ne this next guy, Isaiah Stalbert is someone that we've mm -hmm. seen 
in his two years with the Jackrabbits that can really run. You know, first starting out as a safety, moving up to linebacker, um, you know, really has put on some weight. It, again, it looks like, again, you look at the pictures, and he's someone that looks like a linebacker now, not a safety playing a linebacker. And he so, hit like a freight train as a safety. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And he's done this without sacrificing, it sounds like, any of his movement skills that make him a special player. So, Which um, is lovely to see because, I yeah. mean, he had a couple highlights from the spring season where he was absolutely trash canning some folks. Now, I would say he he does play so explosively and, he, and he's good in space, obviously transitioning from a safety role. His competency and coverage is going to be high, right? So um, obviously we're bringing him in because he's more of a run fitter and he can, he can he has that physicality he can bring. Because of his explosiveness, I'd like to see him wrap up at the point of contact a little bit better. That was one of the critiques I think we'd notice if you flip on the film. Yep. But he did show he progressed as the year went on more grabbing cloth, rolling kind of more of that rugby style um, after he brought his hips. So I'm excited to see what he does, uh, even from a leadership role now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he Him and Bach are, have the most experience, but he's got the most reps, I would say. Yep. Uh, so it'll be exciting for him. Yeah. And then, you know, after right behind him, nipping at his heels for playing time, it sure sounds like Caleb Francel is right there, uh, you know, out of Grand Island, Nebraska. We saw Caleb uh, again in the spring season. We saw him last fall uh, when Logan was hurt. He stepped in and played really well. Um, and just another really fluid athlete. Uh, add, he's still adding weight. I think he's right around 200 pounds right now. Um, but again, smart player. Um Again, just really great in the passing game. So I'm, I don't know, I, whether it's Isaiah or Caleb on the field, I'm feeling really good about that position. Uh, but then opposite them on the other side, one of my favorite players, just because he just makes plays, Graham Spalding. Oh, yeah. Uh, the law yeah. firm, as Kurt <laughs> would like to call him. Yeah. <laughs> he, he just, he can hit, he, he runs well. He's, he's, he's had the interceptions. He's good in the pass game. So, I don't know. He's just a tough son of a gun. And uh, Jimmy or Coach Rogers again said, you know, he's not the biggest, not the fastest, not not the strongest, but man, is he a football player? And mm-hmm. and I think that's what we really like uh, about him is he just makes plays. Hundred percent. And when you need him to step up in in certain situations, his motor and his tank is always going to be full, and he's going to be going. He's gonna he's gonna leave everything out on the field, which I know from. Uh, cultural standpoint coach Diggs always harping on last play uh that's kind of how guys like graham spaulding and even young guys who are listening to this or their parents or people in their support system that's how you win at this level i mean Mm -hmm. everybody's talent level is going to be high they were all the best on their high school squad their prep squad now how are you going to separate yourself well it better be your effort right Mm -hmm. that's how you're going to get these get these reps yep you know a player that we got to keep an eye on as well as another transfer jason freeman uh, from Olivet Nazarene in Illinois, and he's uh, NAIA transfer. He was a two-time All-American there. He was a finalist for their National Defensive Player of the Year at the NAIA division. Uh, his highlight tapes are insane. He's clearly in the wrong division, clearly in the wrong conference. Um, I'm glad he was able to graduate early and grad transfer to SDSU, where he'll have two years again with us. Uh, his size, I didn't, you know, he's 5'9", 200. Uh, but, man, this kid can fly. His movement's exceptional. Uh, you know, when, when I talked to Coach Rogers, he, he hadn't yet seen him with pads on, so he wasn't quite sure what, he, what they were getting for sure. 
Um, but in all of the summer work that he was able to observe and in the, in the meeting room and stuff, um, he said the guy can really move. So excited about him. He's a wild card right now for us. Jim Poppin was asking which one of the linebackers are you excited to see taking the next step to play? I mean, I'm a big, big fan of Peyton Schaefer's game. I think mm-hmm. he's the next the next man up that, that gets up with like Graham and, and Adam. And you know, in his limited minutes, I not that not that he hasn't played a, a fair amount. I, I really liked what I've seen from him. So. Mm-hmm. To answer your question, that's my opinion, Jim. No, that's a, that's a great point, Chad. He's a sure tackler. Um, he's been a, a big contributor on special teams, particularly kickoff, which we love to see because obviously we, if we can pin him back deep, that just sets the entire tone uh, for the defensive series. Another guy I'd like to enter into the fold who's also an explosive player and from South Central Minnesota, I know Dallas will like this as well, is Savian Williamson. Mm-hmm. He was out the entire year because um, he got injured in the natty and uh, – you know, it just gives us another weapon uh, in, in more depth, really, with athletes in the linebacker room. So we're excited yeah. for that return, and we're excited to see. He brought he brought an emotional spark, too, mm. that I think was really lacking last year at different times, uh, which would have been nice to see. We're going to see it this year. And, and he was really coming on in that spring season, yeah. too, earning a lot of playing time. He was on all the specials. And so, yeah, he he's one to watch. Uh, Coach Rogers was pretty high on him. And just how he has worked so hard on his body and flexibility uh, mm-hmm. while he was out. That was one of his limiting things was flexibility. And he said he's totally changed that now. So my player to watch, Jim, is Dayton McGoy, uh, converted safety. Again, last year, started to see reps at linebacker. And and Coach Rogers and I visited with him, said, I, I'm not going to be able to keep Dayton off the field. He just he just has some instincts in the passing game that, that are special, that are unique, and, and an ability to make plays. So there, there could be some situations where Dayton's in there, um, I think, having an impact. So I don't know if you guys are seeing a, a collective theme here, but it looks like Jimmy's just going and sniping from all different position groups. And <laughs> Coach Rogers is just like everybody's a linebacker after. We're just going to – you just might as well list everyone at LB here. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Especially all our safeties. No, but, Matt, that's an excellent point. I wanted to see more of him last year, and mm-hmm. I think just there were there were times where it's like, well – we worked you at safety. Maybe we can get you more reps uh, in the linebacker room with the linebacking core. And I think, you know, his athletic ability is just something you can't get off the field, like you were saying. So mm-hmm. more excitement, more depth in the room, which is what we need, yep. um, both at the chain gang and then linebacking core. Yep. And then, you know, we're not going to go through them all, but there is a ton of young linebackers. Uh, last spring's recruiting class, um, along with the sophomores from last year, it's just really impressive. Um, you know, I'm not, again, I'm not going to tip my hat on any of these guys, but Coach Rogers called a couple of these guys cyborgs. So <laughs> and just said they're athletic freaks, and he's really excited to, to just see what can happen in the next year with these guys. So love that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we're going to jump back into the secondary now. And Kyle, you kind of started talking about Dallas Beanham on the outside. Do you kind of want to lead our conversation on cornerbacks? Cornerbacks? Sure, absolutely. Before we get to Dallas, I would like to to touch on probably the two guys that are gonna gonna anchor each each end over there on the corner. And it's gonna be um, Dyshawn Gale, more more than more than likely. Obviously, he's a senior. Um, and then coming back for another year is Malik Lofton. So 
Um, I think that uh, experience is going to lend itself to some positive results, I think, in the fall, um, particularly um, knowing what the offenses are throwing at them. There's a lot of smoke and mirrors in the valleys, a lot of shifts, trades, motions, different things like that in terms of having to know your keys and reads on the edge. Um, but then, like you said, we do have guys vying for a lot of playing time, particularly Dallas Beanham, a Nebraska kid who showed some real promise uh, early, you know, kind of in some, I don't want to call it garbage time, but in some developmental time early on in the season, um, big plays against Dixie State, and then turning around and making huge plays, uh, I think when it mattered most, when we had some some tired legs or some depletion, or maybe we had created such separation at that point in the UC, UC Davis game, really turning some heads. But uh, I would love to see what he does taking that momentum into this year as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and Dallas just really looks like a natural out there. I, you know, he spent most of his time in high school, again, playing wide receiver, played played some cornerback too, played both ways. Um, but it was his offensive prowess that really stood out, I think, to folks. And, you know, I had some Nebraska folks in my DMs saying, why aren't you guys playing him at, or going to play him at wide receiver? What's this cornerback stuff? So um, that's really cool to see. You know, Jack Herbert Nation, I did ask, you know, why didn't we see Dallas as much against Montana State? And, you know, as much as we wanted and, and they were honest and they said, we thought Montana state was going to run the ball more th- than they did. Um, we weren't necessarily thinking that it was going to be a huge passing game. And so Dallas, you know, still had room at that time to grow in, in run tackling and run support. And so that was, that's what they were thinking at that point. So I thought that was interesting. I followed up with that and said, hey, has he gotten better in, in run supports and run tackling, I think? And they said, yes, in the spring, that's something, his technique is what they really improved on in that. And, you know, he, um, Coach Erickson pointed to how far Dyshawn has come uh, in run support, a player who had never played defense before coming to SCSU. He was a high school quarterback, kind of a wildcat quarterback in, in Chicago. And um, they said, hey, if Dyshawn can become one of the best tacklers on our team, so can Dallas. So I think that's pretty awesome. So No, and like you said, Matt, why weren't we playing him on the offensive side? Well, obviously the Nebraska faithful aren't seeing our offensive weapons that we've got that you guys already covered in the podcast with Tanner and the rest of the crew. I think that when you look at Dallas and the moves in open field, when he does get the ball uh, in his hands uh, from a defensive perspective and he's, he's snagging picks – Looks very fluid. Definitely looks like he has some offensive background, but I love I love hearing that. Obviously, number one, uh, when you're talking about playoff games, scheme for scheme, you never really know what the other team's going to actually unveil uh, mm-hmm. when the clock uh, strikes, right? So, I mean, I, I did wonder where he was, but trusting the coaching staff, there had to be something they were a little apprehensive about that di- they didn't want to get exploited. Mm-hmm. Um, and so would love to see him take that next step in whatever his – gaps may be we personally didn't really get to see enough film of him to know from a comprehensive perspective um what he is like and run support and things like that um so i'm excited to see him get to unveil that and showcase it um really excited to see dyshawn come along from a from a coverage perspective but particularly from a run fit perspective too because colorado state last year he was laying the wood right made some big plays in other moments uh with his pads uh, in the run game or just making fits after after catch too. So I'm excited to see him take a step and just just overall setting the tone from a defensive perspective uh, to really get things kicked off here. Yep. And, you know, with Coach Erickson too, when you look up and down this cornerback roster, I think he has a type. You know, you kind of yeah. look at like Abe Hoskins, 6'2", Stephen Errol, 6'3", 
6-2. Um, Steven's converting from safety, so he stole another guy from safety, uh, you know, on top of all the guys Jimmy stole. And we saw Steven play last year, a big physical receiver. Uh, Coach Erickson's really impressed how he's growing and learning how to use that physicality um, in, in size that he has to, to reroute receivers. And so I'm, I'm just excited for that, you know, continued another step forward for him. Uh, one player, the three freshmen from last year that I am really excited about, uh, Aiden Dodderman out of Wisconsin. Yeah. Kyle, I remember you you came back from camp last year, and I think you had seen him and like, whoa, yeah. who is this guy? Yeah. Uh, no, just kind of a specimen. So Tons of ball skills, tons of capability to be able to uh, to enter him into the rotation will be nice. Hopefully he gets some – some opportunities this year, really highly touted out of Wisconsin, um, which, I mean, they're known for offensive linemen, but, but shoot, we'll take the best. I think he was rated the best DB in the entire, mm -hmm. in the entire state. So mm -hmm. that's a huge get for the Jacks, especially as much as we dip into, to Wisconsin. So I'm excited to see what he can do to contribute. Mm -hmm. And a player, you know, two guys that I'm going to keep my eye on are the other two redshirt freshmen, Tim Krosky, that has world-class speed, um, it sure sounds like, uh, he may not be faster than Adam Bach, but, uh, but he's pretty darn fast. I think we're going to see him contribute on specials this year. Uh, the first play out of his highlight package from his high school senior tape, uh, he gets such a good jump off the edge on a field goal block that he could basically have taken the ball directly from the holder. If he had wanted to, he was back there that fast. Um, so I think either as a returner, it sounds like he has some good hands to return ability or in, you know, block situations. I think he has, you know, gunner potential, that kind of stuff. So, and then Miles Taylor is another player that Coach Erickson just raved about, just as a smooth, fluid athlete, um, really intelligent. So I'm, I'm just excited for him. And then the incoming freshman, Jalen Lee, uh, has played a ton of seven-on-seven seven, uh, down there in Missouri. He's played quarterback basically his whole life just gets the gets it he, you know he's not someone that really dabbled at other positions too much he's not someone that uh you know didn't play football until their junior year of high school he's been a he's been a cornerback from pop warner on it sounds like he just gets it technique wise what what they're trying to do in like the playbook schematically in terms of leveraging support um you know how to how to play the run game coach erickson raved about him so i don't know if we'll see him for for more than his four games, but I bet we'll see him for a full four games just to yeah. get on the field. So no, you love to see that. You love when guys put pressure on the position coaches uh, to push for playing time because one of the best things is, and it won't really apply to our situation at State with Coach Stig being here forever, but you never want to redshirt the guys for the next coach. That's yeah. uh, a Lou Holtz-ism there. If any of you guys don't know who Lou Holtz is, like legendary coach from Notre Dame and the University of Minnesota as well, um, I figured I should – highlight that for people because we're getting older and the the fan base is getting younger so um but yeah so you you, you love to see guys push for playing time like that uh i think you touched on a really important point matt when you talked about the type of player coach erickson is trying to bring in uh coach rogers as well that long lengthy defensive back um i think that that lends itself to you know just causing fits for wide receivers particularly on the deep balls. If we're not going to get great safety support like we saw sporadically at times last year, as we'll get into the safeties, we can explore this more. But we really need to have guys that are just uh, causing fits on the on the outside there that can run with these wide receivers as well because they are getting taller and taller, 6'4", mm 6'5", -hmm. six, six, type frames. 
particularly like the Montana State uh, wide receiver ate us up. Yeah. Um, hey, hey, he's eating in the NFL right now. McCutcheon's, yeah. yeah, McCutcheon's a great player. So, yeah. you know, they're on scholarship too, but uh, we, we want to come out advantage Jackrabbits, and I think uh, the type of player they're recruiting kind of points to that. Yeah. All right, let's slide back to the, to the safety position uh, that we talked about. Uh, my conversation with Coach Bobbitt was really fun. You know, watching him play, he plays with so much energy and passion and, and joy, I think. You know, that's what I remember about him. And it, and it sure seems like he's going to come around coaching the same way. Uh, just a ton of excitement just to be back in Brookings, part of the Jackrabbit family. Uh, and, and, man, he's excited for his guys, too. Uh, Chase Norblade and Cale Reeder are the two veterans. Um, but really, you know, it's kind of funny. He talked about Cale still has three years left of football with the Jacks if he wants them. <laughs> and so, so that's pretty neat. Um, you know, Cale's six foot 180, Chase 6'1", 185. The big thing with Chase that he mentioned is that um, Chase was finally able to have his offseason surgery that he's been pushing off because of the com- compact seasons. Um feels so much better and is much stronger. Again, uh, the, the whole support crew, uh, the medical support crew, as well as Coach Jacobs in the weight room, it just, I mean, these guys just, they're all feeling strong. So I'm, I'm just really, I can't wait to see them in person. I haven't been able to make it to Brookings yet and, and see them. Um, but Chase is another person that it sure sounds like is really, really doing well. Yeah, I, I think you make a great point. You know, talking about bringing in, Coach Bobbitt, right, who had some experience out on the Pacific Northwest as a GA with Washington State and Coach Dickert, who just got elevated to, you know, the head coach position out there. He's a former Jackrabbit coach himself, right? So, um, but talk about Bobbitt's playing days, his energy, his enthusiasm, like you said, just his joy. Um, I love visiting with Bobbitt, visiting with him out here in Frisco when the Jacks were here, and he just has a sincerity about him that I think uh, is infectious with his position group, I'm sure, and the guys he's recruiting, um, which is just really welcoming. And I'm sure he he knows how to strike that balance between justice and mercy, and he's going to demand uh, you know, a lot out of the players. So it'll be exciting to see how that translate translates to the field this fall because you know that's the position group I would have highlighted um, that, can, that has the biggest room for improvement. Um, you know, Griff was a hell of a safety from a run fit perspective and it did some really nice things in pass coverage too, but I'd really like to see us, um, you know, be better on deep balls, be better on the eliminating the big play or at least mitigating how often we gave up some aerial big plays. Um, Cause I think that that would really allow us to take that next step at being a truly elite defense uh, at all levels. Mm-hmm. And I think to put it all together, I think a down to down consistency right from that group. And I think part of that is Coach Bergstrom really liked to rotate players through. And I asked Bobbitt about that. And I said, hey, are you going to keep that heavy safety rotation? And he said, no, we're going to let the best guys play. And when they need a breather, we're going to we're going to sub at that point. Love that. Um, So I think that's going to bring maybe some more consistency from snap to snap. Maybe if there was communication errors on the back end or if it was physical errors, I don't know but hopefully that'll improve with a little more consistency of who you're lining up next to or who's lining up behind you, you know, as a linebacker or cornerback too. So, yeah, you know, and that's, that's safety, whether or not you want to call it the Mike linebacker, middle linebacker, the safety position, you don't really rotate them with frequency. I'm not, not criticizing uh, coach at all, but just, I'm just saying I personally wouldn't want to rotate quarterbacks. 
unless mm-hmm. I'm running a short yardage Tim Tebow type situation, you know, or or something to that effect, because you want cohesiveness and continu- continuity and getting the signals in, just like you touched on, Matt. So it'll be good to see a little change in philosophy there and see if that does impact and snap to snap. Mm-hmm. And, and I do want to emphasize here, when I talked to Coach Bobbitt, you know, positions were, were not decided at this point, and we got to get to these second-year players um, that are all in the mix as well, besides Chase and Kale. Um, Kobe Herter from Texas, you know, played his five games, so he, he didn't get that red shirt. Uh, last year, um, you know, Jackrabbit Nation will remember Kobe for some of the errors that happened in the Villanova game. But you have to look beyond that. And there was so much good that he did. Uh, his instincts, his his knowledge and understanding of the game and his athletic ability, um, he's going to bring a lot to the table. You know, again, he allowed the touchdown in Villanova. We need to move past that and, and not let that tarnish like what we think of Kobe Herter as a player, because I think he's going to have a great Jackrabbit career. I remember coming on the day after the Villanova game, Kyle, with you emphasizing that, that he is going to be a great player yeah. for us in this, the rest of his time in Brookings. No well, doubt about it. Too. Yeah. You know, yep. he, he brings the wood. And I think yep. the, the, the thing that helps ease, uh, you know, big play wounds like that is a W. So I think yep. the W obviously helped heal that more quickly but like coach Diggs says you know you got to play in the present you can't let the previous play beat you on the next one and I I don't think he's going to do that I think he was likely thrust into if memory serves thrust into more playing time than than the coaches probably would have liked due to injuries due to some some depth depletion but I think that you know that is going to be immense experience that he can tap into now moving forward as a springboard I'm really pushing for playing time, potentially starting position. So, um, you know, they air it out and can sling it out here in Texas. And uh, he definitely he definitely probably has been prepped for what he's about to see. So I'm excited to see him take that next step. Yep. Then the other guy, Matthew Durant. And so this was Bobbitt's candidate for fastest guy on the team. Florida, uh, Florida guy. 6'2", 195, uh, a really a big safety. Um, I'm not sure what these are, but he said he's the fastest in the flying 20s. Is that a workout they do, Kyle? Or? No, flying 20 is just like when, you, when you're when you not at a stagnant start in a three-point okay. where you just kind of roll into a uh, roll into your, your sprint. So Okay. So, so yeah, he says 20. he's the fastest flying 20s. So, yeah. He actually gave a, a thing that he's fastest in versus some of the others that just said he's That's specific. So he's yeah. probably telling the truth. You know what? I'll, I'll give you my opinion on that. He'll become a linebacker then. Because Jimmy will snipe him. <laughs> yeah, right? Coach oh, Rogers man. sees another cyborg. He's going to add him to the list. Uh-huh, so. uh-huh. Uh, Ryan Smoger from Arizona, converted Wildcat quarterback as well. Still learning the position overall, um, but really a good athlete, someone that they think has potential this year uh, to, to really contribute on special teams. Uh, Tucker Large from Harrisburg. or Yeah, or so, Rose, Roosevelt, sorry. Um Roosevelt and again that Roosevelt pipeline we talk about that all the time Tucker is uh, a tremendous effort player with great instincts great football knowledge he traveled last year multiple times he played in his four games Um, you know he's undersized compared to these other guys but still 5'11 170 that's nothing to sneeze at at the safety position Uh, I think he's going to be a special teams monster this season next season and then have that opportunity uh, to, to really push for some strong playing time at the safety position. Uh, the freshman, again, uh, Jesse said, Coach Bobbitt, Jeepers, said, you know, these 
these guys he didn't recruit, but he is so thankful that Coach Bergstrom and the rest of the coaching staff did. <laughs> he said he couldn't be walking into a better situation with these guys. Uh, three very talented players, Dante Johnson from Fort Collins. You may recall um, Colorado State, when they went through their coaching change, dropped him. Um, so he's going to be available. Uh, he's a jackrabbit. Uh, Max Polashuk, he's from that Clearwater Academy International. Um, so he's Canadian and went to Florida to play, uh, get recruited. And then Noah Thompson from Brandon Valley. We talked about these three a lot in the recruiting special. All special players. I really like Noah Thompson. Um, just from a from a grittiness standpoint, he's just a jackrabbit in my opinion. So, yeah. So there are our safeties, fellas. So 48, 49 minutes. Not bad there. Beautiful. So Beautiful. let's get to defensive MVP. Where's that at? You got it. There we go. All right. Defensive MVP. This is sponsored by Shenanigans. So, again, we talked about Shenanigans last week. Just a tremendous supporter of local sports. Tremendous supporter of the Jackrabbits. Uh, one of the best game day atmospheres. If you do not want to watch the games alone at home or, or just with your family and you want to spend it high five in your, your fellow Jackrabbit, your fellow passionate fan and enjoying some good food and some good drink, get to shenanigans. They have tons of TVs, just a terrific atmosphere. Um, you know, shenanigans uh, retweeted our tweet about the, the tailgate down in Iowa, which we're going to cover some of that information uh, here in a little bit. Um, but again, get to shenanigans, uh, support them for supporting us. So Chad, let's start with you. Defensive MVP predictions. So this is a tough one. Uh, I have my favorite at every spot. You know, you can go through Reese and, and Trevere and the Colonel and Chase Norblade, but I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Winkleman. He's going to be my, okay. my guy for the, uh, MVP defense nice i like that um i think that the low-hanging fruit is adam bach right i think we all know how good of a player he is but i think i'm going to enter another name into the fold because i think that i think we've gotten a significant portion of his ability but i don't think we've gotten a full tank yet and he could really turn the ball over create some havoc and do some big things this year and that's uh um Stahlberg. I think that, you know, his athleticism, his range that he can play with both both in the pass coverage and getting after the passer in some blitzes and just some all-around things. I want to pick an outlier. I'm going to pick Stahlberg. Okay. Well, I'm going to take Adam Bach then. Thanks, guys, for go. just leaving that for me. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least at least Dallas agrees with me. So, you know, no, not so bad. No, I mean, this defense is loaded as well. I mean, it's yeah. it's, it's really – I don't know, just the number of All-Americans, the number of very experienced players we have on both sides of the ball, um, just pretty incredible. So, yeah, no, we've already talked about Adam Bach enough. I have no other reason. So, Who is uh, he? Yeah, there we go. And, and everyone knows that I was a Reese Winkleman guy way before most. So uh, so I'll always be in that corner too, Allison. It's another so Southern Minnesota guy, Marshall. Yep. Got yep. props to them. <laughs> Awesome. All right. So I've mentioned this a little bit. Um, our our fellow B team, Jackrabbit Illustrated Splitting Hairs podcast member, um, Cap'n Jax on Twitter, uh, Ben, 
he went through he also goes every once once a year to an Iowa game and has some knowledge on the ground down there about how how it should work. And so he set up a Jackrabbit Illustrated tailgate for us. And we'll be in lot 65. And the lot opens at 6 a.m. It sounds like tailgating passes for this lot have sold out. Um, but you can park other places and walk in. It's a 12-minute walk from the stadium. Uh, Kevin Kessler, or the, the director of the SDSU Pride uh, marching band, has let us know that it is a t- uh, uphill walk. And 12 minutes is at a pretty good pace, I think is what he said, or it's an optimistic pace. So plan accordingly if you go tailgating. Uh, We'll have some messaging out there about how you can find the tailgate. Um, We've invited some other folks to come along with us, um, but we'd love to see and meet as many of you as possible. Uh, We'll let you know an exact location the day of, but 6 a.m. I imagine, imagine Chad, you and Brennan, Ben will be out there right away. Faces painted, flags flying, beers being drank. Hard hats yeah. or, or what? Yeah, you got to get in line. I, I don't know. Uh, we Bibs? usually do hard hats Let's at go. away games. We stay away from the giant foam hat for people not to steal them. Yeah. Um, you know, Lot 65, uh, for those that you don't know, um, I'm pulling it up here and I'm going to try and zoom this in. But uh, – yeah, that does not work very well. But we're going to be right over here on this grassy end down at what appears to be the south side. Uh, ben was thinking, and we looked at the spots. I think there's 35 to 36 spots. We could easily take that over, and that's going to be our goal. So I'll be down there. I should have the the, the new the new pop-up up, up and uh, we'll, have, we'll have some food, and it's going to be great. Damn. Awesome. This is cool. This is exciting. Can't wait. Um, one exciting announcement to make tonight uh, for Jackrabbit Illustrated is um, we have Jackrabbit Central back on as our uh, as a, an official sponsor again this year. So thanks, Jackrabbit Central. Right. Yeah, really place appreciate to get it. all your jacks here. Got place this to get there. all your jacks here. Exactly. That you know it just makes sense. Um, part of what's exciting about this partnership this year is they're giving us a chance to preview um, the clothing that may be available uh, for theme games or that will be available for theme games. So whether it's a blackout game or hobo day or um, a military appreciation, something like that, you'll get a first glimpse of it on our show. So um, we are excited about that and excited to be partnering again with Jackrabbit Central. So thank you again to this for the support. Uh, thank you to Cottonwood. Thank you to Drake's. Um, and thank you to Shenanigans. So we just really appreciate your trust. And to you, our listeners and followers and fans, just thank you again for giving us another year. We really appreciate it. So awesome. Kyle, any, anything to close with? Yeah. 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 Just want to plug uh, Jackrabbit Formal Players Association. For those folks who are going to be traveling in early, there's going to be a get together for all Jack's faithful, not just exclusively the football players. McKnight was saying on Twitter that uh, it's going to all all from SDSU will be welcome at Tavern Blue, and I believe that's at 7 p.m. on that Friday, which would be is that the first? No, that's yeah. the second. That's so the second. Yeah. second, 7 p.m. Tavern Blue. We'll share more through our social handles that you can see right here in the bottom above the scroll here. 
Um, we'll share those details. But yeah, if you can get there, we'd love to see you guys and and uh, have some drinks and uh, talk about the game. So, yep. And with that, you know, on, on the tavern blue piece, um, you're responsible for your food and beverage. It's, there's not going to be anything free that way. It's just a general gathering spot where we'd love to get together with fellow jackrabbits. Thank you for clarifying that, Matt. I would have been on the hook for for some drinks for sure. But yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> but you so, never know if if the liquid gets flowing, we might have some some drinks on the house. You never know. Yeah, exactly. Chad, any closing thoughts from you? Well, you know, I I think our defense is always a strong part of our game, and haven't uh, talked about it all is our special teams players. Am I that we'll far talk behind? About Sorry. We'll talk my, about my special teams. Really Don't slow. worry. Yeah, we'll talk about special teams next All week. All right. Yeah, we'll get to them. But, no, you All make right. a good point, Chad. I think uh, just to cap it off, if we can, yep. and Matt, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this as well. I think historically the best teams that we've had, um, we've just needed to take that one little extra step um, either on the offensive side or the defensive side. And this year there's been a ton of talk about the offense, right? So now it's, it's the defense's turn to kind of step up um, and really close that gap, close that margin historically, because you look at the teams with the best defense in the nation, uh, you know, the wandering cows up there, they're the ones that uh, lock it down pretty good. So if we can just do what we know how to do in blue and yellow, um, played our philosophy, played our effort, played our talent level, I think we're going to be able to uh, do some big things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, it. you know, the offense is going to put up some points. Uh, it's, the defense is really going to be responsible for, for limiting what teams do. So I just, I'm excited for this season. I think we can do it. Yes, so, sir. All right. With that, defense thanks everyone for joining us tonight. Let's go. Yes. Go big, go blue, go, go Jack. We hope you enjoyed our 2022 defensive We would also like to thank our title sponsor, Drake's Place Convenience Store Restaurant and Catering of Bottle, South Dakota, Cottonwood Coffee and Bistro, Brookings. We would also like to thank our Silver Level sponsors, Shenanigans Sports Bar and Grill of Sioux Falls, and Jack Rabbit Central. Go Jacks!